We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, November the 10th, 2021. Today's show, I break down a successful night for the Court Cox, both men's and women's, as both teams score victories in their season openers for the 21-22 basketball season. Guys, I'll break down Dawn Staley's squad and their win over the fifth-ranked NC State Wolfpack, as well as Frank Martin's team beating USC Upstate at Colonial Life Arena. Also, guys, we do have our Tuesday presser takeaways as Shane Beamer spoke to the media ahead of this weekend's game against the Missouri Tigers. Also, on that note, it is Wednesday. We're talking gambling. Best bet for South Carolina, Missouri, as well as our SEC gambling picks for week 11. And what a slate of games it is this upcoming week, guys. We have got a packed show here on a Wednesday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention to the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. The movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glass. Love service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group, of course. If you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Let's get it.
Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Wednesday, happy hump day. Hope you're all doing well. It's a great day to have a day and a great day to have a Wednesday, and it feels good to be 1-0. Hope you're having a fantastic day. I'm Chris Phillips with the Spurs Up Show as always, and I hope this show finds you well no matter where you are, what you're doing, whether you're on the commute, in the office, on the job, you got the day off, maybe you're in class, whatever it is again, folks. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you for your continued love and support of the Spurs Up Show and everything we do, and you guys continuing to rock with us. You know, we're at a really fun point in the sports calendar of the year, guys, because we've got multiple sports going on at once with both football, basketball, guys. When I say content bleeding out the eyeballs, I truly mean it. But again, how much fun it is. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. We have got a lot to get into here on this Wednesday. Before we do, just a couple of quick reminders, guys. Of course, tonight we are live at Tin Roof in the Vista, downtown Columbia, 5 to 7. Would love to have you guys come out. 50 cent wings, $3 drafts. It is always a fantastic time. You never know what type of mischief we might get into at the tin roof in the Vista. So again, guys, come check us out five to seven. You can find us there tonight. Also this weekend, want to remind you guys, all of my Charlotte Gamecocks, my Fort Mill Gamecocks, my Rock Hill Gamecocks, all up in that area of the state of South Carolina. We'll, we will be at the Carolina Alehouse location in Fort Mill, South Carolina this weekend for the Gamecocks game against the Missouri Tigers, of course, kickoff is at four o'clock. Yours truly will be there around two, two thirty or so. But again, would love to have you guys come out. They're going to be a really good time. Actually, our final watch party of the 2021 football season, of course, with this being the final road game of the season. So again, guys, I encourage you. I urge you come on out. Also, if you do tell them you're with TSUS, you're going to get 10% off your entire order, all food, drink, everything else. Again, appreciate those fine folks at Carolina Ale House for taking care of our people. But again, going to be a really, really good time. That is Carolina Ale House in Fort Mill. You can find all the details on social media. And if you're going to make it out, please let me know. Would love to get sort of a head count, if you will. But again, I'm really looking forward to it. Our final watch party. It has been a massive success at all of the Carolina Ale House locations across the state of South Carolina. I'm expecting a great turnout yet again. Of course, yours truly lived in Charlotte for four years. Got a lot of buddies, a lot of friends up there. Then there's a lot of great Gamecocks in that part of the state. So again, the Carolina Alehouse location in Fort Mill, South Carolina for Saturday's game is hopefully we watch the Gamecocks punch their ticket to bowl eligibility in Shane Beamer's first season. So again, of course, a lot going on. And like I said, guys, basketball's back and how good it feels to be 1-0. We're going to talk women's. We're going to talk men's. Let's start first with Dawn Staley squad because of course last night guys they went on the road a top five matchup what a way to open up a season I think I heard it was the first top five matchup to open the season in women's college basketball in like 20 or maybe a little, even more 20 years or so it had been forever since this type of matchup had happened but uh Hey, ho-hum, the Gamecocks go on the road, get the 66-57 to win. Of course, Zaya Cook, Aaliyah Boston leading the way for the Gamecocks. What a win for Dawn Staley's squad to open up the 2021-2022 campaign. Of course, guys, like I said, Cook with 17 points. Destani Henderson with 14 points. Uh, Letitia Mahir with nine points. And Aaliyah Boston with eight points as well. You know, it's crazy. Because as I told you guys before, 
We are going to be covering Dawn Staley's team and covering women's basketball more extensively. Now, I, I want to make something very clear also. Does that mean we are going to be covering it to the in-depth levels that I cover the men's team? Most likely not. Most likely not because there are so many basketball games with both men's, women's. There's also football. There's also recruiting. There's also baseball. There's also everything else that is going on, and I'm just one person. But again, I am going to do my damnedest to make sure we bring light and we bring attention to the achievements that Dawn Staley's team is hitting throughout this season because, of course, they're number one in the country. They're chasing a national title, and I think we all think they're going to get there. But I said this on social media, and I'll sit here and say it now. And this is no slight, by the way, and this is not me taking for granted what Dawn Staley has built in Columbia. But being a Gamecocks women's basketball fan, I imagine it's got to be a lot like what being a Patriots fan was like when Tom Brady was the quarterback there. In the sense that the real season doesn't even begin until the postseason. Because South kind of game last night, you know, there were some tense moments, sure. But Carolina was in control of that one. There was never a moment in that when I really felt like, oh, wow, South kind of might lose this basketball game. And, of course, you'll win by nine points, damn near double digits, against another top five foe. Guys, Dawn Staley and this squad have proven to themselves to be the standard in women's college basketball. I mean, when you look at the roster they brought back, and you add the number one recruiting class. I mean, this is a WNBA roster in college, okay? Kudos and shout out to Don Staley's team being ready to play out, out the gate. I mean, you never know how you're going to look in a season opener, right? You could have came out flat. You could have came out sloppy. That did not happen. I believe the Gamecock shot near, I want to say, as a team, let's see, 49%, almost 50% from the field. Shot 25% from three, so can improve there. Um, but overall, did what you had to do to get the job done, right? What's crazy and stands out in this game, an extremely low-scoring second quarter. Gamecocks outscored NC State with just 9-8 to eight in that second quarter. Used a big first quarter, 16-11, to 11, to really pull away or at least set the tone in the ball game. But either way, again, you go on the road to a raucous environment, and it was sold out. You go on the road to a raucous environment, and you find a way to get the job done. Guys, here's something else. The Gamecocks never even trailed in this ball game. So, again, the game was really never in question. Leah Boston leading the way, 8.6 rebounds, five blocks for South Carolina. And she's an absolute freak, by the way. She is an absolute stud down low. For Dawn Staley's team, this was the Gamecocks' 11th straight win in a season opener. Dawn Staley is 12-2 and two in season openers for this team. First win over a ranked opponent to start a season since the 2016 season when the Gamecocks beat Ohio State. But overall, again, I don't want to take it for granted. I really don't. I don't want to take for granted what this team is doing and what Dawn Staley is doing with this program. But guys, again, the regular season is just that. It's regular. It's regular. And things will really not get fun or really heat up for this team until we get to postseason play. Because 
you're beating the fifth-ranked NC State Wolfpack by nine points. What are you going to do to South Dakota State on Friday? What are you going to do in SEC play? I mean, it's going to be basically unfair. So, as we said in the preseason, and I will reiterate it again, a great job, a job well done in Raleigh, going on the road and getting that big win, of course. I mean, you're going to have the target on your back all season long with that number one ranking. You're going to be that team everybody wants to beat, everyone wants to take down. So, a job well done at avoiding that. And again, really taking care of your business. I mean, this was a marquee season-opening matchup of final four contenders in this one, right? Truly was. So kudos to Don Staley. Kudos to that basketball team being led by its veteran scorers. But again, this must be what Alabama football fans and Patriots fans, when Tom Brady was the quarterback, this must be what they felt. Because it's just like, hey, ho-hum, you took care of business. You're supposed to win. You're supposed to win. And so, you know, again, you look ahead in this season. I mean, there's guys, there's only a handful of games that you really look at and say, well, that one's kind of concerning. Maybe that would be a close game. You you think about UConn, you think of Maryland. But, I mean, outside of that, this team's going to dominate. This team's going to flat out dominate. They're by far, in my opinion, the best team in all of women's college basketball. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this season. So again, a huge win on the road. What a way to set the tone, by the way, for your 21-22 campaign, just letting all everyone know in college basketball, hey, we're for real. We're here for one goal, one purpose, and that is to hoist that trophy in early April. So great job by Dawn Staley. Great job by her team, the number one Gamecocks, getting the win over NC State, 66 to 57. Now, let's move to the men's side because, of course, it is a great night, by the way. Both the Court Cox teams get the W, the men's side, the men. I was I was there at CLA in attendance. Frank Martin's team getting the win, 78-60. to 60. And sort of like I said, guys, in my brief post-game thoughts on social media, um, this one was your typical season opener. I feel like it was crazy, by the way, watching this group because – a totally new-look team from last year. I mean, just a totally new-look team. Um, I was sitting with a buddy of mine. He said, I don't recognize a single person on the floor outside of Jermaine Kuznar. Of course, arguably your best player, Keyshawn Bryant, not playing in this one due to a suspension. And you were still able to find a way to get the job done. Of course, again, guys, you were supposed to win, expected to win. You were favored by 23 points. Now, was it always pretty? Absolutely not. No, it was not. The big thing I see, here's the thing, guys, early on in this season, and do I think this is going to be a great team? No, I do not. I think you guys know that. I've gone on record, picked the Gamecocks to go 15 and 16, 6 and 12 in SEC play. The biggest challenge is getting a group of guys who have never played together in real competitive action outside of last night, getting them to mesh and getting them to work. There are a lot of options. Right. There's a lot of options. I mean, double digit Gamecocks scored points last night. So there are plenty of options in regards to, you know, guys you can give opportunities to. But early in this season, I think it's going to be all about finding your best five. You know, Jermaine Kuznard's one of them, and you know, Keyshawn Bryant, when he returns, is certainly one of them. But out of guys like James Reese, Eric Stevenson, Chico Carter Jr., Devin Carter, Josh Gray down low. You know, who are those guys who are going to be your consistent 
day in, day out, game in, game out contributors, especially when you get into conference play. By the way, shout out Eric Stevenson, maybe my favorite player on this basketball team, because you have to respect the guy that I'm going to pick on him for just a second, but you got to respect the guy that, hey, shoot or shoot, shoot or shoot, man. And, and this dude just kept chucking it up. He did not care. He did not care. Let me see if I can find – what did he go on the night? Let's see. Eric Stevenson, 3 of 13, 1 for 7 from three-point range. My man's confidence never wavered, and I can honestly respect that. You know, other new guys, will they contribute? A guy like Jacoby Wright, right? Will he contribute? I mentioned Devin Carter, Javon Benson, Chico Carter Jr., Hey, Brandon Martin saw some time. Frank Martin's son. So it's a bunch of new faces. It's a new look team. And I think that's sort of what you saw last night a lot of the time. It looked like a team that this was their first ever competitive game playing together. Okay. And I'm not going to sit here on this Wednesday, guys, and spend a whole lot of time harping on a game in which you won by 18 points. I'm just not going to do it. We understand this is not a great basketball team. I don't think anybody's sitting here saying, oh, my God, why'd you only win by 18? You know, nobody thinks this is like a a, a Final Four or even an NCAA tournament caliber basketball team right now. But for a season opener where you were missing arguably your best player and it's a bunch of new guys, to go out and win by 18 points and to have some encouraging signs come from that ball game, I think you'll take it. All things considered, I think you'll take it. Again, was it always pretty? No. Um, Three-point shooting has got to get better. And Frank Martin actually mentioned in the post game that he's not worried about it at all. He feels like he knows they have guys that can make the three-point shot and they will shoot it better. Um, so he seems to feel pretty confident about that. Let's see. You went 14 to 21 from three throws, which I guess is a little bit better than you normally do. Um, Jermaine Kuznard and Wildens Levesque, two of your veteran guys, two familiar faces leading you in scoring with 14 points apiece. You know, James Reese, that's really a guy that continues to stand out to me. Obviously, he crushed in the exhibition, had nine points in this one, went four of nine from the field and one of nine from three. Eric Stevenson, hey, even though he only made three shots, he did go nine points. He did have nine points in the ball game. Uh, again, Devin Carter looks like he could be a walking highlight reel for this team. I do think Chico Carter Jr. does have some potential as well. But again, Reese is a guy I'm really excited about the transfer from North Texas that, again, I told you guys, crushed in the exhibition. Um, and then Josh Gray down low. No, he only had, we had eight points in the game, so pretty solid. Um, and missed both free throws. He actually could have had double digits, but Josh Gray, a really, really big force down low. And then you add Keyshawn Bryant to this team. So again, this is an athletic team, I think, for sure. I There are things I like about this ball club. Rebounding was a plus. You got to get better shooting the three ball again. This is an aggressive ball club, aggressive team. They were aggressive in this game. You just simply have to hit shots. I mean, there's no other way to put it. You just have to hit shots. We're talking about a team again last night that shot 39% from the field and just 21% from three-point range. Overall, I thought in the second half, obviously, you really tightened up defensively. Thought you did a really good job defensively. The adjustments made were then. It was great to see, by the way, Frank Martin really getting back after it, getting in his teams behind, if you know what I'm saying, and uh, and coaching the way we're used to seeing Frank Martin coach. Well, again, did you cover the 23? No, you didn't, but you win by 18 points. Actually pretty close to my 
pregame prediction, if you will, but uh, overall, a solid win. You're 1-0. It's nothing spectacular. Now you go to Asheville this weekend in that tournament. You, t- you face, I believe, Princeton on Friday, which will be a really good test for you. You got UAB next Thursday on the road. So, you know, we're going to learn more about this team. I don't think you learn a lot in that first game. I mean, hey, college basketball is crazy. I saw Ohio State, by the way, like beat Akron by like one. Clemson was trailing a Presbyterian in the second half. They came back and won, but still, college basketball is crazy. So you took care of your business. You did what you needed to do. Are there any major takeaways? Do you draw conclusions? Guys, I almost like kind of look at this as like, when Gamecocks football played EIU, like, are, are you drawing any solid conclusions about this team, good or bad? Not necessarily. And I, I think you see positive signs. I think you see some of these newcomers, the potential they do have. But, uh, you know, certainly you got to sharpen up across the board. And I mean, that's what you expect from a season opener. You, you don't expect this team, again, especially with a new look ball club to come out, you know, firing on all cylinders. It's not like you're the women's side where you have the entire roster back and you, you, you add the number one recruiting class in the country. I mean, this is a brand new, new look Gamecocks roster. I mean, there's a lot of guys that have come from, from, some, from legit schools. We're talking Washington, North Texas, LSU, Murray State, the list goes on and on. But it's getting these guys to mesh and finding the best five. That I think that's what it's going to be about early in this season. And again, you know, we'll see if the shooting woes on the outside continue. But if you're going to pull them, I have no issue with guys. And a lot of these threes guys that we missed, you were wide open. I mean, they were open shots. You just got to hit them. You just got to hit them. So again, either way, though, you find a way to get the W. And that's really all that matters. Gamecock 78 to 60 over USC Upstate, 1-0, both the men's and the women's side. So, hey, any night where both your teams win on the hardwood, it is a good night. So, again, Gamecocks getting the dub at NC State on the women's side and against USC Upstate at home. Of course, those two teams will return to action on Friday, by the way, the women's team playing at 7 against, I believe it was, uh, South Dakota State. And then the men will return to action Friday night against Princeton at 9.30. So, again, set your calendar, set your alarm clock. Going to be a late night for us all on Friday. Gamecocks take on Princeton at 9.30 p.m. on Friday night in that tournament in Asheville. All right, guys, let's move back to the football side of things. We'll move off basketball. And by the way, guys, I did, I did want to mention really quickly, by the way, I know there was no game preview for either men's or women's, no prediction, anything like that. With the madness that is football right now, of course, you know, our Tuesday show was Alex McGrath, really didn't have a place to interject that or insert that or add that on the end. As we move through this final month, it's going to be kind of hit or miss as far as how much previews and how much of that stuff are we going to be doing. But I can assure you as we get into December, and I think, you know, basketball really starts to take over, um, you know, I'll be fully breaking down these games, giving my previews, my predictions, my storylines, all that good stuff. So, again, I, I want you guys to know we do cover basketball fully in-depth here on the Spurs Up show. I have people ask me, Chris, do you just do football? Do you just do this? No, we cover all the sports. So once we get out of football season, because football is really still the priority right now, we'll be breaking down the games, giving full previews, breakdowns, predictions, all that good stuff. So again, I didn't want you guys to think that was going anywhere. Really excited to get into that. But again, the football grind, the football side of things, we are still fully in the swing of football things. And with that being said, 
Let's dive into it again here on a Wednesday. It is Missouri week. And of course, that means Shane Beamer yesterday spoke to the media ahead of this weekend's game against Mizzou. Nothing really earth shattering, nothing really groundbreaking guys coming from this. Um, Shane Beamer mentioning, of course, you know, I think what was interesting when he talked offense and he was very complimentary of the Missouri Tigers and what they offer and talked about how they've improved defensively. Here's the thing. He's going to be confident of the opponent. We all know that Mizzou can't stop the run. You look at the numbers, 270 yards per game. They have struggled all season to stop the run. I thought what was interesting, because I some of you came out and said, well, I think, you know, they use the pass to open up the run. Everybody wants to put all the credit on Jason Brown, and that's totally fine. Give Jason Brown his due. But the reason the Gamecocks beat Florida and if South kind of finishes seven and five, God forbid, eight and four, if they do that, the reason will be the running game. And I think when you listen to Shane Beamer, he kind of made that clear. I mean, he talked about the running game a lot and their physicality up front and moving bodies and what the offensive line did. So again, it all comes down to the running game. Guys, the success in this football game, Saturday against Mizzou, if the Gamecocks can run the football, I'm not saying they got to run it for 284 yards, but let's just say 200-plus, over five yards a carry, if they can do that and you take the pressure off a guy like Jason Brown in his first ever career road start, that gives you, in my opinion, a very, very good opportunity to win the football game. So, again, outside of that, I mean, the only other thing Shane really said was that he's going to wear a hat just like he wore last week. So, again, I, I like it. I like Shane being in a ball cap. It obviously worked. It obviously worked Saturday night at Willie B against Florida. So why not? You got to keep it going. I agree. I'm superstitious as well. But uh, no, outside of that, man, not really a ton from Shane Beamer outside the traditional coach speak, the normal coach speak, if you will. And we'll sort of follow along to what anything else he may say in his call-in show, what have you. Nothing new on the injury front. Of course, Jalen Brooks is not listed on the depth chart. But those who keep asking me, guys, he is dealing with personal matters. I would not expect him to return this season, just to be totally honest with you and transparent. I'm not going to go into any, any further details than that, but he is dealing with personal matters. Would not expect him back. Uh, probably Rick Sanders will be out for the rest of the year. Outside of that, you know, I think this team's going to be ready to go. I mean, obviously, Jason Brown's QB1. That was something we basically already knew, but confirmed yesterday. So outside of that, I think everything's par for the course. Everything is, is, is running as scheduled. And uh, like I said, we'll keep you guys updated. If anything new comes out from Shane Beamer in regards to updates for Saturday's game. Speaking of Saturday's game and speaking of the full slate this weekend, it is Wednesday. We're talking gambling. So, guys, let's dive into our best bet for this weekend's game as South going to take on the Missouri Tigers. Guys, this has been a really interesting line this week because even after South on his big win over Florida and as impressive as they look and as bad as Mizzou has been, and I know this game's on the road, I totally understand, but Mizzou opens up as a three-point favorite in this ballgame. Since then, immediately, the line shifted, dropped down. According to our good friends at Circa Sports, it is now Gamecocks plus one. Hey, some books have even got South kind of favored by a point or a point and a half. Either way, we're sticking with our friends at Circa. They've got the Gamecocks, the one-point underdog, the over-under set at 50 
and a half. Now, guys, like I've told you before, I, I tend to like to stay away from the spreads because when I pick the spreads, I, I'm sort of spoiling my prediction. I am spoiling my prediction for the game that upcoming week. And I, and I like to wait until Fridays to give my predictions. However, in this one, I've got to lean to the spread because the over-under total, and I understand what you did last week scoring 40 points. I mean, who saw that coming, right? So I, I could certainly see the over in this one hitting because you look at the matchups, right? Mizzou allowing 270 yards per game on the ground. Hey, 205 through the air. They're allowing 36 points per game. You should be able to have success offensively. You should, especially on the ground. On the flip side, this is a Mizzou team that statistically can throw the football. Okay, they can throw the football around 250 or 260 or so yards per game through the air. However, what is the status with Connor Bazelak? What is the status of the starting quarterback? I think while there's reason to believe the matchups will lead to the over, I think there's too many unknowns. And does the Gamecocks defense throw out yet another really impressive performance and hold down Missouri, especially with maybe not their starting quarterback in the lineup? So I think the, the total is, is too uncertain for me in this one. And that takes me to the spread. And, guys, I feel like the spread, I don't know if I want to say it's a no-brainer. But as I told you guys before, when a line opens up and it swings all the way across the number, and in some books it has, right? Some books it has opened Missouri as a three-point favorite and swung all the way across to the Gamecocks as a one or one-and-a-half-point favorite. When the line does that, you either bet on the team the line has swung to, which in this case would be the Gamecocks, or you don't play it. I am jumping on the side the line has swung to. Well, I know with our friends at Circus Sports, it hasn't reached that side yet, but it's gone that way in enough books for me to say that USC plus one is the, is the no-doubt play in this game. And as I said on the Daily Crow yesterday, guys, I'm optimistic, right? I'm optimistic going into this weekend. I am cautiously optimistic. Stress on that word, cautious. Because as Shane Beamer said, and as I've said before, things are never as good as they seem. Things are never as bad as they seem. So is South Carolina as good as what we saw Saturday night in a 23-point loss against Florida? Or excuse me, 23-point win over Florida. Excuse me. Is South Carolina as good as that team we saw? Probably not. Are the Gamecocks as bad as the team we saw walk out of College Station or even struggle to beat a Vandy team by a point? No, they are not. The truth lies somewhere in the middle. And I know this is a really interesting spot for Gamecock fans right now because, yes, you have momentum. Yes, you have newfound belief. Yes, you have newfound optimism. But if you've been a Gamecock fan long enough, you've seen this movie before, and you have seen your team come off a big win and go out the next week and lay an egg and not perform. And so I look at this spread, and it's interesting. On one hand, I feel like, 
the Gamecocks are being undervalued. I, I don't think the Gamecocks are getting the benefit of the doubt for what they did against Florida and the improvements they made coming out of the bye week and the improvements they've made as a team to this point. On the other hand, is this Vegas begging you to pick South Carolina? Is it Vegas just begging you? They want you to take South Carolina. However, in this one, guys, with the matchups, defense travels in the SEC. Run game travels in the SEC. Both run game and defense travel. And maybe, just maybe, South Carolina has found something in the run game. Maybe, just maybe. So, if you believe in what South Carolina did last weekend and you believe they can bottle at least some of that up and bring it with them to Como, the Gamecocks plus one is the no-brainer play in this one. You know what, guys? If I'm going to lose, that's going to be the side that I fall on. That's going to be the side that I lose on. So, again, give me South Carolina plus one as the best bet. You know, I, I just – I don't know if it's because of – Shane Beamer or, you know, you know, are, are people discrediting South Carolina because, oh, Florida was in disarray, their players had the flu, Dan Mullen, this, that, whatever. Whatever narrative you want to throw out there, Carolina went out there and did what they had to do to get the win. Give credit where credit is due, and I don't think the Gamecocks are getting credit right now for that reason. South Carolina plus one, I think that is the play in this one. That is the best bet. So, again, South Carolina Mizzou, plus one, hammer the Gamecocks this weekend in Como. All right, with that being said, guys, let's move to our SEC gambling picks for week 11. And boy, 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 oh, boy, like I said, guys, what a packed slate it is. We have got a ton of really good matchups in the SEC this weekend, guys. We'll read out everything. Three and four last week, 39, 37, and one overall, and four and five on our best bet, guys. Your guy is, is just barely keeping his head above water. We need a big weekend this weekend. You know, you know how you can have a back big weekend? Forget my picks. Go download and go play with our friends over at Prize Picks. Guys, it is the hottest thing. All of our listeners right now are making tons of money with Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSU. You're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 when you use that promo code at sign up. You're asking yourself, Chris, what is Price Picks? Guys, Price Picks, it is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. It's all about prop plays, right? Here you go. You pick two to five players and you can up to 10 times on any entry. Guys, Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or multi mass entry. It's just you against the projection. Price Picks also allows Mixed sports entry. So you can take the over on LeBron, parlayed with the under on Mahomes, parlayed with the over on Jason Brown, right? And that's the beauty of this thing, by the way, guys. You can play college football. You can play college basketball. No other site has college sports. That's what makes this thing so much damn fun. Price Picks has a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, guys. And they're also rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave Reviews again, guys. Prize picks, it is an absolute no brainer. We have been crushing, crushing with our friends over at Prize Picks. I know many of you have as well. So tell your friends about it. And when they sign up, either on the website, prizepicks.com, and/or download the Prize Picks app. And when you sign up, use the promo code 
T-S-U-S. That is T-S-U-S for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And again, guys, we thank our friends over at Prize Picks and what a fantastic season it has been with our fine folks over at Prize Picks. That being said, let's get into our SEC gambling picks, guys. Week 11 will knock these things out. We'll start in Tuscaloosa as the Alabama Crimson Tide return to action to take on the New Mexico State. What are they, the Lobos, I think? I think State's the Lobos. Either way, Bama, New Mexico State. Bama, 51-point favorite. The opener said at 67.5. New Mexico State in this one, guys. Hey, here's the thing. Bama coming off a really close game against LSU. They're coming back home. You think to yourself, oh, my God, they're going to rebound. They're going to go crazy. Nick Saban has not normally been one to run up the score in these type of games. Call me crazy. I think this is the year you can actually make money betting against Alabama. I don't think they keep their foot on the gas, but necessarily, I think Nick Saban's going to want to play a lot of different guys, rest up his team after a physical SEC bout. New Mexico State, plus 51, the backdoor cover in this game in Tuscaloosa. Of course, Bama's going to win. They're going to win big. They don't beat them by 51 points. Uh, Auburn against Mississippi State. Auburn's a five-point favorite. The Auburner said a 50 and a half. What is Mike Leach doing to the complaining about his kickers not being able to make kicks? I have no idea. Here's the thing again. Auburn, a different team on the road. Bo Nix turns into a pumpkin when he goes into a road match. Of course, guys, this is the Gamecocks opponent next weekend. I think, though, returning home, Auburn returns to form. They will beat Mississippi State, and they will cover. Give me Auburn minus five as Bo Nix and that offense, and Mike Bobo gets their head out of their asses, and they get the job done. Auburn minus five in this ballgame. Tennessee hosting the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia, a 20-point favorite. The overner set of 55 and a half, guys. I don't have to explain this one. Hammer the under. Hammer the under. Hammer the under. The under is always the play in every Georgia game. Under 55 and a half. I don't care they got Hendon Hooker. I don't care what Tennessee's throwing at Georgia. Georgia's got the best defense we've seen in a long, long, long time, and they will dominate yet again under 55 and a half, the no-brainer play in that one. Ole Miss taking on Texas A&M at Vaught-Hemingway in Oxford. A&M a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The overner set at 55 and a half. The, what's the status of Ole Miss? You know, wh- what are their starter? How many guys they have injured? Who knows? Points, though. Points will be scored lots and lots and lots of points over 55 and a half in that ball game. That will hit easily. Vanderbilt against Kentucky and Nashville. UK a 21 and a half point favorite. Over, under, set at 52 and a half. This UK team is really tough to figure out because they were so good early on and had so much promise. They, they've just fallen off and they've sort of fallen apart. Kentucky's going to beat Vandy, but in Nashville, and I know that doesn't mean a lot, but three touchdowns, I could see Vandy sneaky covering this, losing by 20, losing by 21. I got to go with the doors, man. Give me the doors plus 21 and a half. I do think somehow, some way Vandy will cover. UK has just been a shell of themselves. What's their motivation factor like coming to this ballgame? I have no idea. Vandy plus 21 and a half is my play on that one. And the final game, guys, LSU. Back in Death Valley, taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The overner set at 50-and-a-half. I think LSU's playing for Ed Orgeron. They return back home. He had a really good showing against Alabama. I think they'll play their tails off. I think LSU covers and wins this ball game in front of the home faithful. Give me LSU in the battle of the golden boot. The Tigers get the W, and they secure the trophy. Tigers plus 
two and a half. So again, guys, that's going to do it for our SEC Gambling Picks Week 11. That's going to do it all for yours truly as well. Don't forget the best bet for South Carolina, Missouri, Gamecocks plus one. I love it. Hammer it. Let's make some money this weekend. Let's make some money with prize picks as well. Be sure to go download the app or and or sign up at prizepicks.com and use that promo code TSUS. Guys, great stuff, by the way, here on a Wednesday. It felt good and it feels good to talk basketball. Basketball season's in full swing. Football season's rocking and rolling. Appreciate you all rocking and rolling with all the content as content is bleeding out of the eyeballs here in early November. Folks, appreciate you all tuning in. Come out to 10 Root tonight. Come out to Carolina Alehouse in Fort Mill this weekend. Going to be a great time. Again, thank you all so much, guys, for your continued love and support. Without you guys rocking and rolling with us, supporting the merch, supporting us and everything we do, there's no way TSUS would be what it is and what it is becoming. It's been an incredible 2021 year. It's crazy, guys. We've only got about a month and a half left of 2021. Before you know it, it's going to be Thanksgiving. It's going to be Christmas. Live in the present moment. Enjoy every second. I know I am. And again, appreciate you all sincerely, man. I I can't say it enough. So again, guys, have a great rest of your Wednesday. Appreciate you all tuning in, and we will talk to you tomorrow.